Good afternoon, and welcome to episode 106 of the Deacon and Co. Show. My name is Deacon. Today is game day, and uh, very odd, very odd, but um, yes, the Sunday, the 16th of October, you guys are getting this episode. I love you guys, so you know I'll record for you whenever I can, but there was a mechanical issue going on with the uploading site yesterday, so I um, they, they did give us a pre-warning in advance, but I didn't check the email until the day of the actual show, so that was my fault, but nevertheless, here it is, episode 106, as promised. I'm uh, going to get into some cool topics today, very quick ones that I think are important to discuss, especially amongst this time. Of course, that is horror time. It is horror season, chicken wing season, basketball season, hockey season, football season, soon to be World Cup season. Like, yes, you get the gist, man. We're in full throttle, baseball playoffs going on. We're going to talk about that in just a few seconds. And uh, yeah, we're ready to go full throttle here on game day. Uh, obviously got all the games going on this afternoon. Uh, so... That being said, I'm not going to run down the list of games that are going down because it doesn't matter. You guys can just listen to the touchdown report. Uh, so on the baseball side of things, a lot of crazy madness is happening. Um, got three of the four teams that are already supposed to advance. So we started off having the, the Phillies and the Cardinals play each other in the wild card round. Padres and the Mets play each other. The Indians and the Rays and Seattle and the Blue Jays, the Mariners, that was. Um, awaiting these four were the Braves, the Dodgers, uh, and the Yankees and the Astros. So let's see what happened here real quick. We have the Phillies uh, defeating the Cardinals, traveling to play the Atlanta Braves, and the Padres defeating the Mets, traveling to play the Los Angeles Dodgers. So now you have your matchup set for the NLDS, National League Division Series. Phillies defeat the Braves to advance on to the National League Championship Series. 3-1 that series was. And now the shocker on both of these. Now here comes the second shocker. The San Diego Padres defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers in three games. Uh, four games, I'm sorry. Four, uh, 3-1. Um, and they're now going to play in the National League Championship Series against the Phillies. With one of these two teams expected to um, you know, win the World Series out of this uh, you know, bunch of groups. These teams now are hot. They're coming in hot. And uh, just a complete shutdown. Runners in scoring position for both the Dodgers and the Braves were not good percentages. So when we take a flip side here and go over to the American League, where the Indians defeated the Rays, or I'm sorry, the Guardians, but I'm not calling them that, so I'm calling them the Indians. So the Indians defeated the Rays two games to one. And the, um, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it was two games to zero on there. Um, Seattle found a way to get past the Blue Jays and now are playing the Astros who the Astros have defeated them swept them clean in three straight games and the Yankees and the Indians are 2-1 in favor of the Indians with game three coming up uh, game four rather my apologies uh, coming up in just a little while so Yankees might be in trouble winner knows they're playing Houston Phillies and the Padres winners going to the World Series this is an exciting time to be a ball fan. Exciting time to watch baseball. Playoffs, you never know what could happen. Nowhere did in any of the games or any of the prior episodes that I think, feel, or have any doubt that the Dodgers and the Braves would be meeting for a rematch of the National League Championship Series. But that's not the case, and you see how crazy sports are. And, uh, you know, the game's going on this afternoon, you know, when, with the NFL. 
you know, it's it's one of those scenarios where like you could take a look at this and in two different ways. You could take a look at this as, you know, is the game fixed or is it not? Because I don't, I, there's no way, there's no way that the Braves should ever lose to the Phillies, own them all year. And the Dodgers also own the Padres. So this is just maybe redemption. You see how things happen. Doesn't matter what your regular season record is. And that, that's really the truth of the matter. It really gives shit less and goes out the window. So I have here one game in particular that we want to bring up because this is going to be game of the day here. And I told you guys that the Buffalo Bills 425 are hosting the Kansas, I mean, uh, traveling to Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium, both 4-1. Uh, minus two and a half on the road for the Bills, 54 and a half for the game. Um, game of the day here, if you guys get a chance to watch this one in the late game between Philly and Dallas. These are This is what it's all about here. And these, these are two high caliber offenses that are going to collide with Kansas City and Buffalo. And 54 and a half should be covered. And that, that's going to be great. You know, so we'll, we'll keep it going uh, in the aspects of seeing, you know, how far along the lines Buffalo can do or uh, Buffalo what they can do, you know, against these stronger teams. Having a little bit of difficulty, sure, but that's still early in the season. But this is a good matchup to watch. As I mentioned earlier, 7:07 for the Yankees start in Cleveland, and this was Game Four. Um, we also have some NHL going on tonight and this afternoon, and the NHL is back. Basketball will be back on Tuesday, and it, it's really it's going to be like I said, full throttle uh, to see this and. You know, it, it's it really just, I can't tell you how happy it brings a lot of people that all this is going on at one time, okay? But um, actually, we don't have any hockey games today. They're, for whatever reason, taking Sunday off, and they'll be back tomorrow. So enjoy while you can, and of course, always, always hope for an, a good game when you're watching any type of sport. So blowouts might be good to some people, but it's really like, no point. You sat down, you got a team that goes up, you know, four or five goals in the first period. It's never over when it comes to hockey. And bring that up only because of the simple fact that in life, especially when it comes to sports, no matter what the circumstance is, because I was hanging out with some folks, uh, you know, over the course of, of, of my life that have always doubted things. And I came on here episode after episode of saying, okay, that when the Rangers were down 3-1 in the playoffs last year, I turned around and I made sure that everybody knew that there was no doubt in my mind that that team was able to come back. And despite the Rangers' a great start to the season, I feel like people expect too much from too many teams, all right? So nowhere did I say that the Yankees or the Mets were going to advance Nowhere did I say that the Yankees in, uh, you know, advanced to the World Series. I thought the Yankees would get smacked by the Astros in the next round. But if they don't win tonight, they're obviously not even going to get there. So this is uh, a moral of the story or the moral of this lecture, speech, whatever you want to call it, segment, vent, uh, rant, uh, is don't give up. I watched a lot of games in my lifetime where I've seen teams and series and stuff and weird stuff happens that one little slip, one little error, one little something could lead to the turnaround. And um, that being said, all right, that is going to conclude the sports update on the rant and rave on there. But a lot of cool things uh, that are brewing in the mix. we got the World Cup coming soon, and that is going to be fun. One smaller note that I wanted to bring out um, bringing the thing full circle. So you know, you never listen to an episode of the Deacon and Co. show and say, all oh, these ramps and rampages, this guy doesn't have, you know, a thought or a train of thought that what he's trying to get to. Well, here's what I want you to check out. On Netflix, they just re released something called the Redeem Team. Americans, 
patriots, whatever you want to call it, if you are a fan of this country and, and Olympic sports, especially the one that we dominate for many, many years and took a break from, Olympic basketball, all right? This is the redeemed team. USA was expected to win and do this and that and this and that, um, but never did. Lost for X amount of years. And uh, this is the 2004 story uh, bringing us to 2008. And definitely something that you will all enjoy. I do feel that you guys uh, will see the message of what I'm being, what I'm trying to express here. I have a wide spectrum of an audience, so the audience that this is directed toward are youth and competition um, mainly. Watch this, okay? But of course, if you're a fan of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and all the rest of the boys, like Deacon himself is, you'll really enjoy this. So. Pay attention to the messages that Coach K and the rest of Team USA wanted to show and express if you ever feel like you're in doubt of yourself or your capabilities of doing something. So, Redeem Team, Netflix, the story of the 2004-2008 teams or Redeem USA, and it is really something else. It's an hour and 40 minutes, and it's definitely worth your time. That is my recommendation. So... Met News. Well, we're approaching in a couple weeks before we head out um, for the November 6th show in Hollywood, Florida. Um, that'll be fun. Leaving at 6.30 a.m. on that Sunday morning because you know Deacon himself can't miss game day. So I will be at the location of the concert or somewhere nearby watching the Chargers beat the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know how I roll. <laughs> it's not it's not ever a day where Deacon's going to say I'm taking off for game day and not doing a, uh, you know, marathon. If it takes me three days to get this done, it gets done when it comes to game day. So, um, that being said, our hot take for the week here, I thought we would make this one Really simple to speak. The hot take is the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Could have gone as a rapid as well, but no. Uh, Kansas City or Buffalo. These these are the two teams that are projected to, to make it to the finals again um, You know, in the AFC. And, and the rule was changed for the overtime rule for this particular reason. That Kansas City went down the field in overtime after coming back. Buffalo had a lead back and forth all game. Shootout game. All right, and uh, they just felt that, honestly, um, you know, the, the Bills should have had a chance to touch the ball after Kansas City walked off on a touchdown. Me? No, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like this is college football where everyone needs to try. Your defense puts up or shut up, and that's how it works in the NFL. If your defense doesn't put up or shut up, then you don't deserve to win that game. So if you had an overtime game and you, and you are the defense of the Buffalo Bills and you found a way to stop Patrick Mahomes... Then you go down the field and you score even a field goal. That game's over. So I don't want to hear about both teams getting the ball. I think it's crock shit. And uh, I think that defense wins championships, especially when it comes to the NFL. Uh, who wins today, though? All right. So as I just mentioned to you guys earlier in the sports update, uh, 54 and a half, minus 2 and a half on the road for the Bills. At Kansas City wins this game. This is Patrick Mahomes at, ho at home. Okay? Patrick Mahomo at home. Mahomo. He was going to find a way to win this game. Um, Bills are a great team. Um, I, I wouldn't call them fully cranked yet because we're still warming up. It's still only week six. Uh, but this is an early matchup for these two. Let them play week 10, week 11. That would be the better time to put them in there when you're right in the middle of the season. You know. Okay, so I got Kansas City winning this one today. That's what I like on this one. Who's the better team? Kansas City. Who's got the more experience? Obviously Kansas City. So until Buffalo can prove me wrong... 
I'm going to pick Kansas City when these two match up every single time. Thank you. Topic number one here today, okay? Instrumentals. Yeah, told you guys it was going to happen one of these days, and it finally did. So, instrumentals. I'm trying to give a nice light topic on the first one because we always do a horror topic on each episode in the month of October since we are celebrating and practicing horror responsibly. Instrumentals here. We're going to talk about the three ones, three big ones that Metallica have. We're starting off here. And there's so many great instrumentals by so many different bands. The Allman Brothers do it a lot. Um, there was a lot of instrumentals that gone on in the earlier days with the Beatles planning or writing it and trying different takes. You could listen to any Beatles song for the most part and have like, okay, for instance, get back, take one, get back, take 19. Like there's different parts of it because of the way the different sounds were until they made it right. And that's awesome that they're able to do that and have all that stuff on the footage. So good for them. And, um, you know, other bands out there that, that do it as well. Jethro Tull. There's, I mean, I, um, a big one is, um, Kansas, believe it or not. So going with the instrumentals here, starting us off here with Anesthesia Pulling Teeth, one of Cliff's masterpieces here. Um, going into the next album, which would be the call of the Cthulhu off of Ride the Lightning, and then the big third one, and these are the big three, and we have off of Master of Puppets Orion. So, for me, I love all of these songs. The instrumental, the genius, the tempo, the uh, classical music style is what is being expressed into these songs itself. The only difference is, is that there is no piano. They're making all of these sounds with just the guitar, the bass guitar, and the drums. So this is really unbelievable. And, um, you know, we're going to give you a sample clip of each one of these in just a second. But uh, for me, Orion is where, you know, um, I would put ranking the best of this situation that we have known as instrumentals. And a lot of people have to understand that just because the song is an instrumental does not mean that it, by any means that it's a terrible song because I will tell you that many, many times that I listened and went to these instrumentals as a go-to. You also have the, uh, the instrumental album or LP or EP that was released, Portals, by Kirk the Ripper Hammett uh, earlier in the year. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, uh, please, by all means, it's couple minutes of your time and it doesn't sound anything like Metallica it's Kirk's own project and absolutely it's great but starting us off with anesthesia pulling teeth here the world just wasn't ready for this and that's what it really comes down to and um really just great mastermind to see it and Cliff was way ahead of his time and that's how it works really how it works when people that are that good at something they obviously see it before it happens many times I always like to you know, joke around and say it like while the football teams are playing, like you got to see it before you do it. You got to believe in yourself and do it and motivational chance, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's really how it goes. But anesthesia pulling teeth here.
yeah, spine tingling, absolutely. Um, want to know your thoughts on which one of these three you think are the best at deaconandkosho at gmail.com. So you just heard it there, Anastasia pulling teeth. Now you go into something a little more, a little more, um, let me see, like melodic and a little more, um, I guess, advanced as we go into Call of the Cthulhu, course off Ride the Lightning here. Yeah, absolutely, and you could hear that there is a good, you know, minute and 14, minute and 16 seconds before you even hear the first symbol. It's very vague. you got to listen for it. You're obviously better going to hear it off of, you know, headphones or something like that as well. Um, it leaves us down with Orion here, and I got to see Orion more than most people have that go to see Metallica quite often. So I got spoiled, and I, I've seen Orion nine times live. And the first, very, very first show, I'm walking out of the Apollo Theater and all the fans are walking up to me and they're like, I can't believe they played Orion. I can't believe it. Well, got spoiled. So eight other times after that, I got to hear Orion. Love, love, love Orion. Um, Cliff's masterpiece in my eyes. This is the best of the three. So again, I want to know what your thoughts are. So email them to me. But here we go. Here is track number seven. Off of Master, Master, Orion.
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, apologies if you guys didn't hear the entrance. It's very, very, very low, and it gradually, gradually gets louder. And you could hear the crescendos on there, and you could hear everything else coming in at the same time together. And I just, that song is just a masterpiece, and it's just long track yeah absolutely and the different tempos and the different changes and it's it's unbelievable uh always cranked up when i hear orion now topic one instrumentals let me know your thoughts of what the better song is of the three and bringing us down into topic number two in our feature topic of the day topic to consist of the top car characters of all time. So I gave you a list from assortedwebsites.org. So this is basically a new site that I found that gives the majority vast vote or kind of averages the mean, which that would be the average, of what fans vote for what. And this is what they put together. So number 10 here. And there's a there's a a few that are on mine that are on there, but I I kind of basically, um, I kind of basically went in a different direction. I obviously gave a top eleven because you know me, I'm not just giving a top ten on one of my favorite subjects. Number ten for the list here that was not produced by Deacon himself, Candyman. Well, yeah, Candyman's pretty fucking scary. He should be on this list. Number nine, Hannibal Lecter. Eh. As much as I love all of those movies and Anthony Hopkins plays him great. I don't think he should be in the top 10. Top 25, yes. Top 10, no. Eight. Chucky. Number eight. Um, all right. People are fans. Number seven. Ghostface from Scream. Okay. People are fans. Number six. Pinhead. Clive Barker is the master, besides Eli Roth and John Carpenter, of horror. Unbelievable. I'm telling you. Uh, Pinhead should be on a top 10 list. I don't think that he should be, um, I would say top 25, actually, not top 10. Number five, which he was pretty far back, the man from Elm Street himself, Fred Krueger. Well, Freddy is the man. Shouldn't be as far back as he is, especially with number four being the old Pennywise from the first It. Yeah, uh, rightfully so, but not higher than Freddy. Number three, Two, one, kind of shocked me, all right? So only do I agree with one that are in the top three. Number three, Leatherface. Number two, Jason Voorhees. Number one, Michael Myers. So Leatherface, of course, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Jason, obviously, from Friday the 13th. And number one, Michael Myers from the Halloween series. Um, okay, that, that's the list. So I'm not going to ruin it for you for who I think should or should not be on that top three list. I'm just going to give you mine instead. So when you're looking for like horror characters, for me, I look at characters who are fucked up. I looked at characters who are um, kind of not, you know, not really your ordinary characters, but like have a significant role in the genre of horror which I think that's the way you got to come off on an approach something like this, not saying like, okay, what are my favorite horror movies? Because yes, this all could be your favorite horror movies as well. Um, you know, 
I put this list together with no problem because I like horror. So going on this list of, of slashers and characters of all time, I have some that aren't slashers on here, which I think is kind of cool. And obviously there are a couple on there that aren't slashers as well. But let me see here real quick before we get this countdown going. Um, let me see. One, two, three. I have three out of their ten. And uh, th I guess that, you know, I don't agree with these um you know list quite often but this one i could see how this could be a top 10 list just not not in my eyes so now little drum roll please my top 10 11 horror characters of all time okay here we go uh number 11 the leprechaun <laughs> how are you not having a leprechaun in the top 10 a leprechaun was in the top 25 but leprechaun is so funny like this old lep, he played one, he played pogo on his lung. Dude, the guy's murdering you, and then you're lying in your cold blood, and he can't stand to see your shoes dirty. He has to clean them before he leaves the scene of the crime. Leprechaun's so fucking funny. Number 10, the Sanderson sisters. Hocus Pocus was a big movie for me as a kid, even though it's kind of corny and it's a Disney movie, but it's so awesome and then now getting all the new generation with with uh you know um uh hocus pocus 2 and the things that they have had i went further than just a movie and i've paid a lot of attention to the sanderson sisters and everything that they stood for and the witchcraft and all that stuff uh not scary at all to me but awesome characters should be in a top 10 number nine bagul and i don't think anybody really expects to have this on here all right he's also known as mr boogie and he is the antagonist in sinister Anybody hasn't seen Sinister, I believe it's on Netflix. Really, really, really fucked up movie. Um, guy goes and basically just, you know, uh, torments your kid and has your kid basically do whatever he wants to kill you. Like whether it's burn the house down and everybody dies, tie you up, whatever it is. But check it out. Bagul. Number eight. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. The Phantasm. Phantasm, five movies, they were just really unbelievable, the Phantasm. And the thing is, is with the Phantasm is, is the story, the original takes place obviously inside. It's a, kind of a sci-fi type of thing, three-dimensional, into different dimensions. The guy's a mortician, it's running a funeral home. I don't need to tell you anymore, it's creepy, awesome, definitely needs to be on this list. Number seven to me, the movie was terrible, but the idea and the concept of this character, the way that the character looked was amazing, and that is The Nun. The Nun, the movie itself, was terrible. But she also, if you remember back, if you're a Conjuring fan, The Conjuring, she was also in The Conjuring 2. So that whole part, really, really enjoyed The Nun's character, the way she looked and everything. Number six, one of the three that I agree with on this list, Ghostface. Ghostface was great. Hey, what's your favorite scary movie? Scream as a kid? Definitely creepy. Number five, also agreeing on this list, Jason Voorhees. Not number two, but he's on there, okay? So my mistake, I actually had four off that are similar because I had the 11, sorry. So Jason Voorhees, I mean, Jason Takes Manhattan is my favorite one. Uh, walks basically through the streets of Manhattan, biker gang's fucking with him in alley, kills all of them, everyone's like, yo, blood, chill. Yeah, you don't fuck with Jason Voorhees, he's on a mission, he's angry. Number four, Blade from the Puppet Master series. Blade is so cute and so evil, and I just love him so much. Another one who doesn't really talk because he's Blade, but they make these odd, weird sounds, kill you, drive your skull in your brains. You haven't seen Puppet Master? Check it out. No comparison of why I love Master of Puppets, but because that is puppet master now their 
puppet master, but they're not the real puppet master. Of course, you guys know it's me. So three, Art the Clown. And Art the Clown, just seeing, okay, Art in uh, Terrifier 2, and we'll talk about that next episode. Um, Art the Clown, is, it was... He's, he's fucking funny, and, and he's such a great character. He really is creepy, everything else, everything you'd look for in such a horror character. Number two on this list, Michael Myers. Michael Myers is the boogeyman, the original boogeyman, and Halloween ends. Final, um, you know, uh, film in the series. Yeah, it's, it's out. Check it out, and uh, we're, we'll definitely give a recap on it, because I saw it, and I saw Terrifier 2, again, I told you I'm a horror fan, and I saw the new Jeepers Creepers, so I'll give updates on that on the next episode, um, and number one, you guys know who it is, if I didn't say the man, you gotta know who he is, but Freddy Krueger, man, just unbelievable, he is the man, I love Freddy, um, not scary, not scary, but Freddy's the man, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Halloween, those are the things that you guys gotta watch, good stuff there, that concludes my list, great list, uh, I think I think both lists were good. I think mine was better because you're, I'm giving more of what my personal opinion is. But it's not just my personal opinion. These also, I feel like these are the guys. A lot of the guys that were off this list, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy, The Werewolves, like that, those are the classics. I still watch those too. Black and white films. Um, the other one that everybody forgets about, Nosferatu, the silent vampire film. That was another good one. Like We can go on for days about horror. Bring us down in the genius of the week here. I was having uh, breakfast with a friend of mine and uh, had a terrible, terrible service at this diner. And I had, a, I have, a, I have a good one, uh, but I don't have the um, mindset right now to go into this, being that we're getting close to kickoff. So not going to rush here, but um, I'm going to give you that good one next week. So anticipation for genius of the week. You all will die laughing on this one. So. Today's genius of the week here. I had breakfast with a friend of mine recently, and uh, we were in the middle of a conversation, um, and the plate was pushed to the side, and they wanted to come and take the plate uh, while we were still congregating and eating. So we we're like, no, 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 we're going to wrap that to go. So I, I walked up, and, and the lady at the counter, she's got nine different things going on. She don't shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get out of there because it's, it's you know, it's uh, been... Uh, probably a good four or five minutes that we're standing online here when meanwhile there's a line building up to pay the fucking bill. It was ridiculous. So turned around and um, looked exactly like uh, Cloris Leachman. I just thought it was the funniest fucking thing. So I turned around. She asked me how was everything and I said it was terrible. She looks and she looks like literally right at me and she goes, oh, that's great to hear. Whoa. I'm sorry, I didn't just mention that the fucking service was terrible, the food was fucking terrible, and you're terrible. So I thought that was hysterical, and I asked if this could be a Genius of the Week candidate inside my membrane, and uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, it can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, you can't do that to people. There was plenty of tables, nobody was rushing, anything along those lines. I don't know why they did that, and like the guy didn't really understand, too. He didn't really speak too good of English. Um, didn't understand that they, we were trying to take that to go or whatever, because they looked and we were like, yeah, we're going to take this to go. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, what, people don't take things to go when they go to a diner? Like, anyway, genius of the week there. You guys will anticipate all week for what I'm going to tell you, because this one is a first that has ever happened to me, and I thought it was great. And I'm going to give that guy the respect that he deserves. And I did warn him that he will be a genius of the week, 
on the Deacon and Co. show. So I do hope that he tunes in. Rapids here, folks, three of them for you, and then we say goodbye on game day. Rapid number one here, more comical horror character, Art the Clown or Fred Krueger? Wow. Put me in a position because they're one too when it comes to comedy. And the Leprechaun's got to be not far behind them. But it's got to be Freddy because Art doesn't talk. But I give you this. In, in Terrifier 2, Art did a lot of fucking things that made a lot of folks smile and laugh. And most kills I've ever seen inside of a horror movie. Yeah, no joke. But my vote goes to Freddy. Ah, oh, I've always had a thing for the whores in this house. <laughs> Pulls out his blades. Putting his fingers slowly up a woman's dress. The first time tends to get a little messy. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. You're telling me that's fucking scary? That shit is hysterical. He's about to finger the girl and chop her vagina into nine pieces. Great. Anyways, rapid number two here. Best horror film of all time. Halloween. Hands down. Hands down. There is nobody like the original Boogeyman. As much as I love Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street was not better than Halloween. Want to see a good Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street is the original slasher when it comes to talking and interacting. But it's really creepy when you're turning around and you're having somebody who's wearing a mask. You don't know what the fuck he looks like. And he's got the same costume in every episode. Doesn't talk. Yeah, not, not good. Rapid number three here. Most anticipated Iron Maiden song for Wednesday night. Yeah, well, that's how I was going to close and tell you guys, don't forget about Judas Priest and the Nassau Coliseum. This is for Long Islanders. And then you have the uh, upcoming uh, Iron Maiden shows coming to the tri-state area Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday is in UBS, and uh, Friday is going to be in the Prudential Center. Most anticipated Maiden song. Well, obviously, I'm there for Hallowed Be Thy Name, just like I'm at the Metallica shows for Master of Puppets. Now it's a little complex with Metallica because even if they didn't play Master of Puppets, I would still be there, but I would definitely cry. But um, yeah, Iron Maiden has to play Hollow Be Thy Name. I know it's coming up. It's not an encore. And of course, you don't want to hear the classics like the Trooper and whatnot as well. But that is going to do it for episode 106, ladies and gentlemen, decaholics of all ages. Uh, as we have eight minutes till kickoff, I just identified the time of when this is, okay? So it'll probably be up in an hour or so. Uh right after the first quarter, but it's 12.52 on the East Coast. I hope everybody has a great, wonderful afternoon, enjoys the nice weather, and game day. Order some wings, sit back and watch some, because it's going to be a very, very interesting evening, to say the least, with those four that 4 o'clock big matchup and, of course, the showdown and the link, Lincoln Financial Center tonight. But in the meantime, follow me on the majors of social, Deacon and Co. Show Instagram and Twitter, Deacon and Co. Show gmail.com, if you want to leave an email and your answers to the things that I'm requesting your opinions on. But for now, Deacon himself is out. <laughs>